Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Convos with the Cast. My name is Brandon Whipple, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Um, you may have seen him in a couple teasers, but it is Hayden Harvey himself, Thomas Rudin. Thomas, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm good. Um, happy to be here. Awesome. Happy to be Hayden, too. We'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> I just had a couple more general questions. Um, how, how is schooling going? We're in we go school. to the same school. We go I, to school? That's what it fucking feels like, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Mentally, I dropped out a year ago, mm-hmm. but we're still enrolled. You know, we're chugging along. Maybe going to get a few W's. Um, I wish they were for a win. Probably going to withdraw from my philosophy class. Uh, but that, those are my updates. I hate it. Um, the best part of school is, like, hanging out with you all and, like, filming stuff and, like, doing things on the side. And so I feel like this is just the the hard work part that we're still doing yeah definitely are because you're you're a theater major are you taking a lot of theater classes this semester or did you just do no i had a i had a kind of horrible experience experience last semester doing a play on zoom three sisters Mm. was a whole shit show so this semester i decided that i wasn't gonna pay to act online um and so i'm getting my ge's done Okay. And, yeah, very fun. For those who don't go to USCGs, like general education, it's like the required classes outside of your major. That's also what I'm doing. Um, how many are you are you taking? Four. Okay. And then I'm taking my fifth class is stage lighting, but I'm in like philosophy, stat, chem, and another one. Okay. I am in a class called the Water Planet, where we just study water. And it is kicking my ass. <laughs> oh no. Luckily we don't have a midterm or anything, so that's nice. You're just gonna drown during the final, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the final is just a swimming test. Yeah. <laughs> They're just gonna flop you in the deep end. Yeah. Um that yeah, def- definitely online schooling is awful. I do not I don't recommend. Agreed. And then it also I feel like guilty saying that because we're like so privileged to go to a school and like get an education but then we're like i'm in my house i'm learning um but honestly i do not learn from my bed or my room like i can't i have adhd in the classroom and so like when i can go on my phone or not take a lecture that's what i'm gonna do yeah for, for me learning in the in the classroom is hard enough exactly and it's like it's online to screen and like i have all these distractions just around me it's like it's so hard to stay focused and i mainly just find myself just dicking around on my phone while the lecture is going on because like three out of my four professors don't require the camera to be on so like whatever i probably Um, remember the tiktok i watched during class more than the lesson that was taught but (laughs) that's okay i'll I'll remember like the weird tweet i sent out um (laughs) i guess the first question i prepared is can you tell audiences a bit about yourself yeah so i'm from norwalk connecticut i'm a sophomore at usc and I'm studying theater. Growing up, I loved uh, gymnastics, theater, soccer, all that jazz. Um, what are some fun things? I know how to ride a horse. I look very tough, what? I'm sure. I do, yeah. So for the season finale, we're having a whole like revolutionary war oh, like yeah. model, you know what I mean? We're having a whole fight. I'll be mm. on horseback for that, it'll be perfect. Um, Only one on horseback, no one else knows how. Correct, correct. So I'll just run them all over. Yeah. Um, what else? I love music. 
Um, my favorite bands are the 1975 and the Smiths um, and Fleetwood Mac. Those are my favorite. Um, I like to make art. I like to like paint and draw and do all that fun stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. How, how did you get into acting? So my sophomore year of high school, I had just played trumpet in the pit for a musical and I was like, oh, that's what I want to do up there. So the next, uh, the next play I came and I auditioned and it happened to be an improv show, which in retrospect was good to like get that experience, but it was kind of like being dropped into the deep end like we were talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. because I just was like, theater is absolutely batshit crazy. Um, like my first, literally my first rehearsal ever, uh, like we could, it was a totally improv. And I remember playing a cop and a mom at the exact same time, like flipping back and forth and just like doing stupid shit and voices. And I loved it. And I was addicted from the start. So we had like a whole improv show that we turned um, third grader stories into like, like mini plays, skits. It was called Story Pirates. Yeah. And then we performed it for them and they like flipped out. That was the best show I've ever had. We went back to the elementary school, St. Mary's in Connecticut, um, and we like performed for them. And like the girl that we did like eight stories, but one of the girls that it was her story, she like cried, was like, oh, my characters, and just like freaked <laughs> out and loved it. It was so fun. See, I, I had an almost similar experience when we had our first Hayden Harvey meeting in, was that February? Fuck, that was, Feb- that was February. Oh my God. And I just remember like seeing everyone there and like, but these are, these are the characters I wrote. This is fucking crazy. And in all my other projects, I never really had that. I was like, yep, that's, that's the character. But for whatever reason, seeing you all together was so fucking just not jarring, but it was like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, it was like, shows taking, that actually a step back, taking a step back, seeing mm-hmm. the collective and like the scales, it was sick. And I also loved, there's so many projects in the works that like, are in the same universe and like overlap mm. that like that was what I didn't anticipate when we had that first meeting how many people were involved and like how many people I knew outside just from class and like seeing them and being, oh like we're in a show together got you that's mm-hmm. sick so that was good I remember that meeting vividly it was really fun and I I, don't know, I, I was late I was literally late you, for that. you were late so, <laughs> I like I don't know why I was late I just factored in no time to get there and I was like I like, <laughs> like sprinting <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Who, I, don't, I I don't remember who the first person there was. It might have been Alyssa. <laughs> no, she was, she was kind of late too. I remember she's gonna like Good. listen to yeah, this no, she's gonna, like, What the fuck? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I was just saying she's gonna know we're shit talking on her. Um, <laughs> who would be first? Not Ryan. He was actually fairly early, if I remember correctly. I'm shocked. Was he awake? And it would be like rolling. I'm pretty sure he was. Was he sober? No. Sure, I, no, def, definitely not. No fucking no, way. <laughs> oh, I love that man. Ryan plays Zach Brooks for. Wait, yes, Zach Brooks for anyone listening. Um, Ryan I'll get him is on the character. Show. Yeah, you love to hate. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so th- th- I'm jumping around to different topics right now, but. Um, we are recording this on the day that the Hayden Harvey Zoom te- teaser has released. And it's also the day that episode one was supposed to come out. Oh. Yeah. So we would have been like, like. 
I'm I want to celebrate the teaser and like be happy for that, but it's heartbreaking that yes. this would have been the first episode. And because we would have started filming in August, and we would have been like going hard for like a couple months, and then now the episodes start coming out, and we probably would still be filming. Right, it's it's hard to predict because we haven't really shot anything together yet. Like we shot a couple things, but those are like yeah, those are minor, small. And so it's kind of hard to predict where exactly we would be right now. But if I could compare it to something, so I um, shot and did DKs this past summer. And all together, it was. Everyone go watch DKs. <laughs> Hell yeah. We, announcement about that coming soon, actually. Um, or actually, it will have come out by the time this podcast comes out. Um, we're releasing the director's cut at the end of the month. That's so that's pretty exciting. Um, but altogether, it's about ninety minutes, and the the script for season one of Hayden Harvey is about it'll, converting to runtime. It'll be a little over two hours, and so it took a nice us about, little feature film. Yeah, casually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it took us about a month to shoot all of DKs. And so I'm, I'm anticipating maybe one to three months for Peyton Harvey. Because I, it, I have, it will happen. It will, absolutely. The calendars are marked. Um, I guess we could also talk about this. Um, hold on, I might check. Okay, I guess. We, um, so the show is almost canceled. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Um. And We're talking to you post-mortem from the grave. There's yep, no show. show. Yep, that, that's what this podcast is here to announce. The show is canceled. We're dead. <laughs> no, but um, back, because the after, because we were still going forward with the October release plan once COVID kind of took over. Like, okay, well, we'll probably be back in school during the fall. We'll have to do like precautions and everything when filming, but we could get this done. And then USC said, Hey, actually, you just stay home. Fall is yeah. going to be online so, too. Actually, can we get your check and then you'll leave? You never come back. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. And so I was oh, fuck. I was like, That's fine. We could just push back to our current date, which I'm not, I don't want to reveal yet. And then we'll be fine. But then as we draw closer to when we're going to start filming, it becomes much more clear that spring might also be online just because nothing's getting better. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, then we could just delay to um, later in the year. But then by that logic, we would be... So Hayden Harvey is going to be a three-season arc that hasn't been said anywhere. Big announcement there. Um, eight episodes each. Actually, the final season is going to be 10 episodes. I lied. Um, and so but by pushing it back to late 2021, we would be filming into 2024, which is the year where mo after most of the cast will be graduated already. So I was like, oh, let's see if this this will work. I don't know. Um, but before coming on that plan, I was like, if spring is online, we're probably just gonna have to cancel because, and I think I talked to you about this before, but I will not do the show unless it's the full three season arc. 
because it yeah. just feels weird if it's not. Um, and so I was like, fuck, if Springs Online were canceling. And then I was like, no, I want the show to happen. We're going to make this happen. And so I reached out to the cast, like, hey, if we had to film it in 2024, would that be cool with you? And most everyone said, yeah, we did lose one cast member, unfortunately. Um, but right now, the show is going, going on either way. And I think that COVID um, and, like, the shifting of the schedule kind of lit a fire under our asses to make it. Oh, yeah. And I know that, like, we can't predict how long, like, production will take. But I do think that, like, finally getting back to it after all these months off will, like, make this one like, go fast and not stop working and get it all done. So I have, I have faith in the future and that it's getting made. But it was scary. It was – I you, t- you, um, you sent me the message and I was like, oh, it's – it's gonna die (laughs) like we are we are working on a dead project but i'm so glad that everyone you know doubled down their focus and their commitment and just was like yeah i I was a part of this i want to make it it's gonna happen and it will absolutely and um i think because i i created a because i i'm kind of i'm a busy bee i need to be doing something so i created a plan c if the show gets canceled because there's a lot of characters in the show and in its spinoffs, so I was like, I, I can't abandon these characters. I want to do something with them. So I created a whole plan C and literally every character was present except Hayden Harvey. <laughs> because that it's like, because, and then audiences will get it's to know you don't more like me, it. I know. You hate yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gave you, a, gave you the lead in the show because I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because he's such a big character and he needs his own show. I feel and so it was, it was very sad yeah. to make that plan C as I called it and to have not have Hayden in it I was like well if worst comes to worst but nope the show is happening no matter what we have to recast everyone <laughs> uh, and I've been working on this show since I want to say 2019 like very early 2019 it was like high it was school in labor yeah, it was in la- it's been in labor for you know months. It's gonna be in labor for about two years, and it'll be born. Yes, a late term baby. Going to be amazing. Because um, <laughs> was that thick. The end of high high school is winding down, and the show I was working on then was winding down. I was like, okay, I, time to start looking forward to the future. Um, so what can I do? And so then I came up with the concept for this show. And you, Hayden Harvey had a very it had uh, he had a very not catchy name right away what was it what was my original name it was hayden something i I don't know just for fail hayden smith or some shit i don't know Hayden Smith. (laughs) and i was like that's fine that's cool hayden's cool name and then as i was going forward developing the other characters um Alyssa's character avery and not you alexa (laughs) um no um and i I created her name it was um avery harvey I kind of sat there. I was like, wait, wait a minute. So then I gave Hayden the Harvey last name. Like, there it is. Um, hey, that was back in like, like if I go through my photos, the very first rendering of the Hayden Harvey logo is from April, 2019. So that's pretty crazy. And then even when I went to orientation, I was like half, oh, this is my school. And then half, Right, who do I need? Who can who can be in the show? <laughs> like I was scouting pretty early. I was gonna say because I remember meeting you in our one twenty five, Rita Heinrich, and 
it, it couldn't have been a few weeks into school. It was really early. And you were like, would you want to be in a show? And I was like, say less. I'm in. Um, and that feels like a world away. Like, think of how, awesome. how much has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a pandemic and <laughs> a whole year has gone by. And now we have a whole cast and three seasons. And It's, a, it's crazy. And I, I remember, um, so I cast um, Hayden's father first. He was one of the, he he's, will be played by Cameron Morris. I met him at orientation in July, 2019. Cause I, like I said, I was kind of there scouting out and then I saw him, we were hanging out, we were pretty close. And I was kind of looking at him, I was like, if we add some gray to you, you could look like a 40 year old man or something. <laughs> and so I kind of recognized early on that I probably wasn't gonna find anyone else like that. So like, do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah. And so and at that point, I didn't really have a clear vision for what I thought Hayden looked like. And so by casting Cam... I wasn't like floating in your head like... Nope. <laughs> and by casting Cam, I was like, okay, here's his father. So now I need to cast someone who could be this guy's kid. So like, white guy, like brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so we've narrowed down like nobody at USC because that's honestly. everybody. <laughs> and but I love um, that. Also, I love Cam as my dad. Dude, Cam is He's so, so suave. I, I mean, I don't want to hate him, but I'll have to. Yep, and we'll, we'll talk about that more later. One of the questions I have, um, I and I remember I wasn't really, no one was like like clicking with me when I was like doing my scouting. Um, I remember at one point I was thinking about talking to Luke Lawton about the role because he's like he's like no fits the description and he's like huge he's like buff yeah he's a hunk (laughs) yeah if I I saw this guy coming at me in an alley I would definitely run away um but I was like I don't I'm not sure if I want to go with that vibe for Hayden I kind of want him to be more more relatable to everyone blah 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 and so, Thomas, I'm sorry to say you were not cast based on your muscles. <laughs> oh, my God. Not these? Are you nope, talking about these sorry. guns? <laughs> these license to kill guns? Yeah, no, that's I okay. I figured. <laughs> and I remember sitting in our um, theater tech studies class. And I was just kind of sitting there thinking. And I, I, got, I looked and I, I knew who you were, but I kind of looked at you. I was like, it's him. That's it. I think that's the day I asked you if you, if you would want to read for it. And then you, you and um, you and Ryan read together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did. And I also yeah. feel like with Hayden and like the I don't know classic strongman trope that we see in some protagonists. I think that like there's, as you said, like wanting to be relatable, like a reluctance to greatness, and that like you don't want to draw extra attention to yourself. But I feel like when you're really muscular and confident, you kind of do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I'm uh, mentally accepting my skinniness. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, casting, you were also cast fairly early on too. I think there were only a couple of the roles filled at that point. Um, and, I, and I'll talk with her about this more next week when she's on the show. But Alyssa as Avery Davis was one of the last, it. absolutely, was one of the last ones I cast because I just could not find anyone for her, that character. And I, I did, but then 
I'll talk about it. Liz. It's a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> um, so I thought it was interesting. I cast the title character very early on. And then arguably the second biggest character in the show was not cast until like the end of the process. And we were all in the exact same class seeing each other multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Like, And no, I'm, I'm going to say this now. So she can't like hit me through the screen or some shit. But I remember there were like, five roles available and i was like okay no i'll i'll see which one she would be interested in and so i sent her like a brief description of each one including avery davis but i remember fully in my head i was like okay i don't think she's avery i don't think she's there's this one character i think she is and so it was like and this wasn't like um me bashing her ability or anything which is kind of like the vibe i kind of got from her it was this kind of smaller smaller tier character I was like, I think Alyssa would kill this, but I'll, like, you know, I'll let her choose. And then if she like doesn't do the best, I'm one of these girls. I'll just be like, I think you would fit for this one. So I had, I already had my my plan. My plan was made. And then she comes back. She's like, Hey, I would be interested in reading for Avery. I was like, Oh shit, the big one. Um, okay, let's just do this. And then she fucking killed it. And I was genuinely like, Wow, that, holy shit, it's yours, you know. And I'm glad I did because she's been fucking killing it and everything we've yeah. done with her. And she's so like sweet and charismatic. There's definitely like an easy relation, like friendship relationship between mm-hmm. Avery and Hayden that like Thomas and Alyssa would have as well. Like it's, it, yeah. she's just so fun to like be around. And honestly, it all worked out for the best. It did. I, the, the, ca- the main cast is fucking great. Like the Zoom teaser cast, Truly. I think that because the Zoom teaser was all improv. And it was it was great. Everyone was great. Um, for me, the standouts were either Jonathan or Grant. They it, were- it, for me, it's always Tommy. I just have a soft spot. Grant is Tommy. It's just it was so funny. Like I don't like I was so we we record. I remember when we recorded that in my mind. I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a two to three minute teaser. And then we were we we recorded for like sixteen minutes, and I was like, "There is way too much material in this to cut it down to three minutes." And so I just I kind of I I trimmed the fat, and it came out as a nine minute teaser. But it's hilarious. I okay. The other reason I love the teaser is because you basically like threw out everything that I <laughs> I said. No, hang on. You're like the story. So. I think at some point you had sent to me like, oh, it'll be at six your time. And I was like, perfect. And so I had made dinner plans to go with my dad at seven. And then I realized with the time zones, I was like, oh shit, the Zoom's at seven. So I like called the restaurant, like move shit. I was like, okay, I'll move all this around. And then with that extra hour in between, I was like, let me do deep dive into some Minnesota history. So I like scour like these different like like national like landmarks and like what Minnesota means to people and like beg and like flag and how they pronounce everything for an hour okay and then we get on the zoom call and I go to you and I was like so like I've probably been like in Minnesota right and I like made up a whole fake thing about like getting my great aunt's like barn and you were like well what if you live with Avery as roommates and I was like okay and then we just never brought up like an hour worth of research that I did we just I was like Literally had a notebook in front of me. I was like, bye. Like, we're not going to talk about any of this. I was unaware that you did that, but I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> of course. Of course. That is, that is hilarious. I did not know yeah. that. 
I remember being like, I was like, oh, like, do you want me to like be in Minnesota? You're like, what if you're Avery's roommate? And my heart was like, okay, <laughs> that works. That works. I'll do what you want me to do. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> and you would have fully went, hey, I did some research. I'm like, oh shit, cool. I didn't, but I didn't I, want to be like, like a stick up my ass. I can, it was improv. Like I knew that we were going to do whatever we wanted. And I was like, that was just because I, I had poor time management and needed to fill up my time. That is so funny. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess for those, Hayden's from Minnesota. Yes. Um, that is so funny. I did not. Um, and I kind of, I, and I'll, t- I'll ask him about this when he's on here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Jonathan read the script over before. Oh, because, yeah, I, I did that as well. And because I re- recently, I'm reformatting it and everything. And so I was reading it again. And two of his funniest bits are not one of his funniest bits. One of his more um, intriguing bits was when one of he was just talking about Spider-Man and loving Spider-Man. And then the second one, when he went into depth about the Hunter's character, both of which are pretty much from the script. I think Royce mentions Spider-Man like once in one of the early episodes. And then he's like, like in the teaser, he's one of the main ones to talk about huntress and so i was like okay jonathan did he did better than me he read the script i didn't a hundred percent though royce hit the nail on the head i i remember thinking that as well being like okay i i like i'm glad we're segueing into like talking about something real <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we were talking about the huntress so it was, it was good but and Ro- royce's character is so fucking funny this is how awkward he is and everything it reminds me of like an early high school me and I guess Aww. kind of almost almost a first semester of college, Brandon, because I was still kind of trying to figure things out. And I feel like we all we all know a Royce. We all were a Royce, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At some point, like get a break out of that shell. But I I don't know. I just think that like, um, it's not even innocent. Like, what's the right word? He just plays like endearing so well. Where you're yeah. like, you're not gonna like hurt a fly. Like, I I'd give you my car keys for like yeah, I trust you with my life. <laughs> How did? He explained it some way to me when right after the call. Um, I mentioned how his shit killed me. He said, thanks. I was going for the awkward and innocent approach. <laughs> Definitely. He innocent, yeah. He killed it. Um, playing COD, not the fish game. Not the fish game. <laughs> no. like, thanks, call me Roycenator. I don't know Roycenator. if you guys want. To... Oh, so fucking funny. Um, so I get I guess we don't need to do that question. And what were your like initial thoughts on the Hayden Harvey show when I first approached mm, you? My initial thought was this guy's crazy. I was like, uh, when you first asked me, I was like, okay, this is now it kind of takes on a different meeting with coronavirus, but I was like, this could be a pipe dream. Like, are we really going to get like a whole show written? Cause at this point, I think you just sent me like a segment of like a character description. And I was like, like, is a real, like, a whole show going to get made? I was almost apprehensive, I'd say. Like, I really wanted it to happen, and I wanted it to come to fruition. But I was, like, didn't want to, like, get my hopes up and have it not happen. Mm-hmm. So I, like, was, like, okay, like, just don't get too attached to Hayden right now. Um, and if it happens, it'll be great. And that kind of helped me transition for Corona to home. But once I read the whole script, I just, I empathize with him a lot. Um 
you know, most people in the world have daddy or mommy issues. And so that part was a really easy angle of access into him. Um, I have a very tumultuous relationship with my father and he does as well. Um, both for like how they treated you and also like the emotional carnage in the, in the years after. So I really empathize with him and also like could understand how he wanted to fit like a the perfect college experience because that's what I feel like I wanted to as well and you did too like mm -hmm. going to school last year as a freshman I was like I want to do these things I want to like hook up with people I want to like go to parties I want to do all these things because now I'm living on my own but I think that for him it was almost like a new chapter where no one knew his baggage and like he could also create the persona that he wanted to mm -hmm. so that was what I felt. I felt like Hayden was very honest, as well as the rest of the characters, for being, you know, college students. Um, and I felt like it was, it was a good fit. That was a ramble. Oof. Oh, no, that was know, awesome. What was the question? <laughs> um, what were your initial thoughts on the show? Oh, my Jesus. I totally didn't answer that. It's, it's fine. I like that answer. That was okay, good. Like, wow. Clark's cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, for Clark, it's interesting because he, I am technically playing the same character I played in my previous show. And that show ended with his like kind of crew all getting slaughtered. And so now he's off new identity, trying to just lay low, kind of hang out. And then he gets roped into Hayden shit. So, and yeah, I think... So you want a side of PTSD with your PTSD? Like, do you want a cherry on top? <laughs> and I, he's such in the script, and this didn't really um, show through in the teaser, but he's such a kind of most, like mysterious character. And in like the first episode when they first meet him, when they, they ask about his background, he's very like just vague about everything. And I don't know, he's very... I'm, I'm I, don't, I feel like Hayden doesn't judge you for like, as roommates. Mm -hmm. I like totally understand like why you would not want to, you know, share everything from the start. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I've been playing this character for over three years now, and you think I would have a better explanation for him and everything? But I just, I really don't. <laughs> like, I get it, but I can't put it into words. Like, he's almost like a Frank. He's Castle, a part of you. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so he's just and when there is a character in the show name of Robin who was briefly mentioned in the teaser who he had a weird relationship with at some point but he kind of backed out of it because he just didn't like he didn't want her to find out about his baggage and everything like he's, he's, he's honestly he's too scared of getting too close to people anymore after losing those who were closest to him and I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic between him and the rest of the group, who's very much like, especially Avery, who's very much like inviting and everything, and Clark and Haynes' relationship as their college um, roommates is going to be very. Um, it's going to start out so awkward. I feel like we're going to it see how Clark and Haynes' like relationship develop because I was fortunate enough to know my roommate going in, but most people, I feel mm -hmm. like you're just like. Hey, I'm living with you now. Yeah. You. And it's horrible, probably for like the first week. But you got somewhere to go. Only can go up. 
especially with two individuals who are keeping so many secrets exactly like we're gonna talk about the weather like am i gonna ask you about where you're from you're gonna ask me where i'm from and we're like oh you have food like you don't know yeah. talk about that mm-hmm. so it's, it's gonna be a very unique dynamic and i'm very excited for audiences to get to see that um nothing so, says bonding like emotional baggage with your roommate right <laughs> you see my, my oh shit this just occurred my roommate who's kind of a brick wall it's kind of hard to talk about shit what if he's like what if all his friends were murdered in high school <laughs> that's that's the only option i think that, yeah that's, that's it true i'm gonna text him like hey man where all your friends were murdered in high school this is <laughs> why you never like this is why you never talked to me about shit <laughs> um so kind of going back to your casting did you ever think that you would get tied to a show a three season show during your first year of college no way i mean if you told me i had a magic wand yeah that would have happened but i did not plan it it was definitely surprising and exciting and all those good things and i think that i'm really like lucky to have met you and the whole cast and that it's just i don't know kind of like a fate of the universe that like we were gonna be not even at the same school in the same class like we didn't have we could be in different sections we could have been in different majors and we weren't so i think that it ha- happened for a reason and and mm-hmm. i'm gonna stick with it butterfly effect um exactly the butterfly effect. and so and what are your kind of your thoughts on being in a three season slash three year show um I don't know what to say is beyond excited. I would say for three years. Sorry, but I know there's some actors who are like, I think I talked to Alyssa and Jonathan about this after we filmed the teaser, but about who are kind of scared to get, to get Daniel Radcliffe and just get tied to a single character. You know what I mean? Oh, and obviously, you know, I think we talked about this on like the first when during the the um the very informal audition process. But with our filming schedule, we're going to be super fucking flexible. So it's not like you're tied to this and only this. That's and what I was thinking. The same thing is that like we part of why being in this you know production with you is so so exciting and unique is that there is this flexibility because you are the head of the project and you get to decide like when we film, what we film, all that good jazz. So. I think for me, I was I'm less, you know, concerned that like would get in the way or like block a different role. I mean, I'd love to have to pick, you know, multiple roles and like have those options. I'm not banking on it. Again, like not that I'm a pessimist, but I just I have a feeling that a lot of our the actors will continue to be struggling in the next few years. And so I'm really fortunate and looking forward to having three years of content to like produce or you know what I mean? Yeah. Three years of to produce content right of like making things that was kind of my mindset i mean obviously i'm i'm like half actor director whatever but i feel like as an actor you would almost want to get tied to something like this just so there's like um something that you're doing like i know some like up there actors will complain about oh i've been on the show for 10 years like dude that's work for 10 years man so many people kill for that and I don't know. I'd like, I would be definitely, if I was in, if I wasn't the front runner of the show and making it and everything, I would be very, and this isn't me throwing shade at the actors had to drop out or anything, but I would be very grateful if I was like, got, was able to get attached to a show for the duration of college. So it's like, at least I'm doing something. I don't feel like I'm sitting on my ass the entire time. 
hundred percent. And I think that like with projects going forward, actors, directors, like you definitely should pick and seek out things that like you're excited or interesting in. Mm-hmm. But I think that as student actors, we really have like no option to say no. Like you just need to get that experience. Like even if you hate what you do or it, it, it turns out not what you wanted, like it's, you learn from it, right? And so I think that like, I, like I could not say no to this opportunity. I was like, yes, I want to be in a show. Like that's what yeah, I want to do. Like you're real and everything. Exactly. Because it up. for me personally, and taking acting classes and everything, it was this wasn't as much the case in my second semester, but in my first semester, it almost ruined acting for me. It was <laughs> I so, know what you mean. It was so much like, no, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And like, there's so much like form to it now, and it's not as freeing as it once was. And I, I'm again, I'm not like an amazing actor, but I could. I did do a believable performance and everything and then my first semester it was like so like nope you're doing it wrong that's not how you do it and I had a conversation with some of my second semester classmates about this and it's almost like you can't critique how art is made you can critique the art itself but you can't really critique the process you know like there's not a right or wrong way to make the art the art could be shit or it could be really great. You know, and you could judge the final product, but you can't judge that build-up process. Definitely. And so second semester kind of revived acting for me. I was like, oh, okay. Because he, he talked about that and how it's, it could be almost ruin the experience when there's all these rules thrown at it and everything. Um, Definitely. Um, I agree. And also it's like... um with acting i think you can you definitely know who can teach it and who can't Mm -hmm. because like when you're telling someone like oh that's not the way you do it that just like shuts them down and makes them insecure and make it makes it like more stressful for the next go around but like if you give them an alternative or like you heighten the stakes and like you you know add give them a good action and like something that they can like physically do i think that like giving an alternative is better than give like shutting them down you know what i mean and a lot of professors don't know the difference yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely um and there was one in that class we i did this one scene where it was this teenage kid and he was recording his suicide note on his laptop or whatever and so i did it and i think the reason me and this professor almost butted heads a lot is because i'm definitely more of a screen actor whereas he was teaching more for stage and he was like hey man you gotta speak up i can't hear you and for me i was like this dude this kid is writing is recording his suicide note he's not going to be projecting his microphone is right here you know and so i'm definitely um conditioned in in the screen acting form i don't know about you but um so that's kind of the style i'm bringing a good good opposite energy i have 90 percent theater experience so We'll, we'll bring both sides of the coin to the same project. Um, so I guess we could talk about this now. So you've officially played Hayden three times so far. You played him in the very first teaser. You played him in the Elijah short. And then you played him in the Zoom teaser. And I guess you kind of already almost answered this. But um, Overall, how would you describe him as a character and what do you think he can symbolize for people? 
I would say at his core, Hayden Harvey is a survivor. I think it's hard from a young age when you go through trauma in any sense to really like let that go and not let it cloud the rest of your life. So I think whether people are victims of emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, they can empathize with someone who's constantly feels like they have to escape from that, even though it's not actively going on. It just feels like it's a weight around their shoulders. So I would say Hayden Harvey as a character represents perseverance and, and you know, sh like shift, not, not shifting, what's it called? Like getting to the muck almost of life and like, you know, picking yourself back up and getting your, dusting yourself off and keeping, keeping going. So I'd say that what he could symbolize for people is that physical strength is not the same thing as emotional strength. And I think he has both. Um, we'll learn more in the show. I think one was really earned and one was kind of unearned. And so because of that, there's, you know, interesting context. Um, and I think he'll, he'll provide a symbol of how to live with trauma at its essence. I feel like kind of rolling back to the Clark and Hayden talk, Hayden's dealing with his trauma and everything is definitely much more healthy than the way Clark deals with his. Mm -hmm. Because Clark lives in this state of just not trusting anyone really and always kind of preparing for the next fight. Because um, in the previous show, the, the person who orchestrated the death of his people is still out there. So he's always been on edge and it's very... We actually cut early on. I cut an alcoholic aspect of Clark out. Like he was going to be a straight up like alcoholic. And we, there is one episode where we kind of see that as like a party esque episode, but not to the extent that it was originally going to be. And I feel like they, that, that, use that. they both definitely have their problems and deal with them in their own ways. But I think Hayden's way of dealing with them is much better than Clark's. I think that would be a very interesting contrast between these two but people. as definitely and as you said like you, the clark's threat is existential like it's still out there right it still could potentially attack him and so mm -hmm. you have to like be on edge whereas you know hayden's threat is hayden's emotional baggage from his father from a young age and being physically abused that's part of why he is the person he is today because of different experiments that were done on him um and when when you're you know, the, the culprit of your pain is in jail. Like, it's like, there's no um, peace, right? Like, there's no repercussions. Like, mm -hmm. they already happened. You can't go back and undo the, the changes he made to Hayden's person and psyche and mind. And so I feel like Hayden's at a point more of acceptance and moving on because, like, his, his dad's in jail. Like, he's an orphan. Like, there, there's nothing you can do about it. It's already happened. Whereas Clark, there is something he can do about it and not let it happen again. Mm -hmm. So, man, this show is going to be so fucking cool. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, and I, I'm hoping that for the holiday month of December, I wanted to bring in you, Alyssa, and Jonathan to do a massive podcast. Because there's, there's a bunch of questions I wrote up that I was going to ask you all individually. It was like, I'll just save that for the group one. I feel like these are questions that 
would be better ass like in a group um but yeah this whole the whole production and or i guess pre-production of the show has been a trip <laughs> you can say that yeah um, i don't I cannot remember if the script was fully written when I auditioned you. I it was not. I got sent a final okay. script afterwards, way okay. afterwards, like like weeks and weeks afterwards. Because okay. I had like I I can look at my email. I had like a working script. It wasn't all three seasons. It was mm-hmm. I think just season one. Okay. Did, have I sent you season two? Yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I have it all. Okay. No, I don't know if there's a new updated version, but I have one that was like in the PDF. Okay. I think that there is one, two, and I, three. I, I I never sent you three because three is not done. <laughs> I've read three. Are you sure? I'm a hundred percent sure. I haven't read three. <laughs> no, I I literally in my dream world astral projected took you know a peek into your brain, took out the file of season three, and then okay. airdropped it to my computer. Okay. Ma- okay. No, make- the first the first real pdf that you sent of hayden harvey was seasons one two and three because i i remember like the how it might, ends. might have been episodes one through eight in season one because i'm pretty sure that's all that was done at that point i think maybe okay, you're right let me pull this because i'm i'm pretty sure because i'm you're yeah. you're you're like it doesn't exist I'm right yeah here. so i'm like <laughs> i don't know what i could have sent you um because I believe I've only written the first two episodes of season three so far. Um, oh, yeah. And let me tell you, season three is going to be bananas. Yeah, it was season one script. You're right. You're totally right. Um, and maybe you sent me like a, like a season breakdown that I read. Because I, I remember you, okay. we, us talking about season three. Okay. Well, that breakdown has definitely is not the same Changed. anymore. Yeah. Season is vastly different. And I, again, it's just, this is like years down the pipe. So it's, <laughs> I guess all I can really say about now is the events of season three are very much inspired by our current pandemic. I will just say that. Mm. Um, so I haven't Pricey. sent you season two yet, have I? Send it all over. Okay. I... Because I just recently got done formatting season one to a more script-like format. Um, and so I'll probably do that for season two. Like kind of file down the edges and I'll send it over. Because I'm honestly so far... It, it, no, actually, I can't. It's hard to pick a favorite. Because I think mm. season one is so good for like its introductions of characters. And how, yeah. Yeah. And then season two, I th- I will say I had much more fun writing season two because it was less, okay, I have to establish these characters. I've established this, blah, blah, blah. And it was more, okay, everything's established. It's time to play. Yeah. Um, so season two is about a good chunk longer than season one, I'd say. And, it, and I literally can't get into it because it deals with elements directly from season one that would be just spoiler territory so what is the biggest piece of hot gossip you can give our viewers about what's coming down coming their way in season two of a show that's in, like any, in anything and anything what, what can we gossip about the, the juice of the, of the show 
Um, let me see. Um, hmm, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've been asking me questions. Now I gotta ask you a question. I know. Fuck. I'm not used to this. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I got to get right here. It is, I can give, it is currently, and this isn't the, the hot gossip or anything, it is currently 162 pages long. So it's a bit longer than when you last saw it. And I guess what I can say, and I guess we kind of, we alluded to this in the Zoom teaser, but the absolutely not normal life that we were referring to with Hayden is the fact that himself and other members of his group including myself, are being targeted for some unknown reason by the Huntress. And that is the main conflict of season one. Um, Who is the Huntress? uh, That's a character. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess I I could just talk about what we kind of mentioned in the teaser where the Huntress is a vigilante on USC's campus who kind of protects women from getting sexually harassed and everything. And not, I'm not saying Hayden harasses anyone, but for whatever reason, he's been targeted. <laughs> um, and Let's so just say the, the safety and security of USC students are at risk. Yes. And so Hayden Harvey's the story about a villain. No, but um, yes. Thank so you, that, everybody. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be such an, it's going to be really interesting to see this play out because I would argue i mean i'm the fucking writer but um i would argue that neither of these characters are inherently bad it's just something has come up causing them to really butt heads and so it's going to be a very interesting dynamic and the huntress is actually going to be having a spinoff um not series it's going to be like Maybe the equivalent of two Hayden Harvey episodes will be the duration of her spinoff. A mini we'll, series. Yes. And so we'll get to kind of see more of her and what her what what's her deal, you know? The Huntress is bad fucking ass. Absolutely. That is her deal. Yeah. The Huntress is to be played by Zoe Mihal, who is no one else could play the Huntress. <laughs> Absolutely not. I so I met her. She scares and, me yo she scares me too <laughs> so i met her in um the trojan stunt team which is a kind of a fight choreography club at usc which you were actually you went to a couple of yes practices. yeah i did i was it gonna was, say we had some some stunt time uh, and so I, I met her there on the first day and as i said before, i was like scouting like until the casting was done and so i saw her i was like this chick would fucking kill it because <laughs> I, I first yeah. met her i was like legitimately intimidated yeah i agree however that intimidation died when like i got her instagram and like her username is not in the mood for your pottery like, okay this chick, <laughs> i didn't even know that this chick's weird i don't know <laughs> I don't now she's gonna come and beat you up now Alyssa ends up we're gonna show to your door and beat you up we're talking oh, shit about them in the zoo you're right. Damn. You hear, doo, doo, doo. And then my door kicks in. <laughs> um, Don't so, test her. Yeah, Zoe will be playing the Huntress. She what? He is also in charge of makeup and costume design. So she's like me, kind of has a, a couple roles in this show. Um, But like, she is currently. You know oh, you can go. You can go. 
I was just gonna say, I just realized this this show gives me the boys goes to university, goes to college. That's what the show gives me. Do you know do you understand like what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. The, I you. fucking love the boys. It's such a good I, show. I know we were talking about it a while ago, but that's what this gives me. Is mm. that but like college, like before the before the boys were the boys. Mm-hmm. And the I guess the comedy of this show is and I'm not trying to like jack myself off or anything, but this script is funny. <laughs> Um, we had the, um, Zoom table read, like, in May. And I remember, like, I think I wrote these lines, some of these lines, I was like, yeah, it's, it's funny, I guess. But then, like, hearing them out loud, I was dying. Like, it felt like completely new material. Mostly Royce's stuff, I think. Because, like, I wrote his character in such an awkward manner, and then he just captures Sells that us. completely. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'd say we're, we're not crude, but we're also not scared of a dick joke, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, what, what could I, what's something we can compare the humor to this show to? Mm. Um, okay, this is stupid because it's not like a direct comparison, but it kind of gives me similar essence of having a show centered around like something really serious like assault and like or something like that and how people get protected from that and then like light livening it up with dialogue kind of gives me american horror story vibes where like you have a really like serious mm-hmm. you know seasoned subject matter yeah. but then like the line like the episodes are funny yeah so like those there might be death there might be violence but you'll probably laugh while it's happening so that's better than nothing it's it's a good balance i feel like the the comedy life is a dramedy life is a dramedy this is true comedy meets drama you gotta do both like there's never i feel i don't think there's ever really a point where the comedy felt forced you know because it's all like conversational Mm -hmm. i think some of the best um comedy comes from Hayden and Avery's relationship because they those two characters have known each other since elementary school so they're not afraid to bust each other's balls and everything and it's just so funny to watch but easily the the comic relief of the entire show is Tommy Cooper I was just gonna say Tommy (laughs) it's Tommy the show is Tommy and Grant um he is not an actor he is a um school of music major and I remember when I met him. He's not an actor. He's a star. Do, do, do you want to know something really funny that I just remembered? I never. I don't even think I ever told him this. Yeah, I, what? I fully knew he was a music major and everything. When like, because he on like the USC housing app, we all got signed to the same suite. Oh, I forgot you lived here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um he like reached out to everyone on Instagram me like a group chat for our little, little suite. I was like, Oh wow, cool. Way to go. Grant, you little, you little you. And then I, I kind of looked at his Instagram. He was like, who am I dealing with here? And I kind of looked at him in the one picture for whatever. He just looks huge. Oh, Jack. Like, yeah. And I was like, and it was just a passing thought. I was like, I know he's a music major, but could this guy play Hayden Harvey? <laughs> and that thought was kind of in the back of my head until I met him. And I realized he was extremely short. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, you can't. 
I apologize, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, we're cutting that. You can't expose Grant like that. But then I realized he was extremely short. <laughs> well, he's not extremely short. He wasn't the shortest person in the suite. But he definitely wasn't like... Well, I don't even know where he is like comparatively to me. But I kind of already knew Clark was going to be a bigger character in the show. I didn't really fully know the extent of his, his character yet. But I knew having these two characters stand next to each other and kind of what Hayden is as a character. I was like, this just won't work. And so that thought quickly vanished. And then it wasn't until I got to know him, I was like, holy shit. This guy, he's literally just Tommy. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't have to act at all. So I, I talked to him about it. He's like, he was so excited to do it. And then anytime we filmed with him, he's just been ecstatic. You and him are the only th- actors to appear in all three. No, it's the three of us, actually. I lied. And all three um, USC kind of productions as of so far. Because we were all in the initial teaser. We, were we, did, all- we did Elijah. Mm-hmm. I showed up via after credit scene and then we were all in the zoom teaser. A, uh, Alyssa, and, yep. Alyssa and um, Ryan are tied for appearances so far. And then the zoom teaser was Jonathan's debut. And he killed him. <laughs> now he's dead. Oh, I, no, he is dead, <laughs> but I said he killed it. Oh. Sure. Um, so, I guess um, I had an interesting, so filming just media over on an online I thought the exact same thing. I thought the exact same thing. It is so fucking weird. Um, and I'll talk to her more about this when she's on next week, but Alyssa actually had a cameo in DK's. She yeah, showed, yeah. She showed up in the after credit scene as the sister to the main antagonist. And it was so interesting to shoot that because we shot our side of it first and then we kind of sent over all that to her and then she had to shoot the rest of it on her own. And yeah. literally, the, the and I only know this because I was present in like the main room, but like, because she shot her scenes in like her bedroom or whatever. And just kind of like looking at her bedroom and looking at like the warehouse where we shot the scene. I was like, this is so fucking different. Yeah. <laughs> and I was almost worried people were going to be like, wait a minute. These people aren't even in the same room. But I had so many people like, yo, what the, who the hell is that? When, when was she down here? I was like, I was like, oh, she's in the week. <laughs> we shot That's this. That's awesome. And so it's interesting to have this online media thing because Literally, the Zoom call would Zoom teaser would have never happened if it wasn't for COVID. True. Also, think, like we would have had probably an in-person table read, like the mm-hmm. the Zoom in May wouldn't have happened either. And it's it's so interesting to think about how this is is changing the the world has changed now, and like, are we ever able going to get to go back to how things were in like the first year of college? You know. Yeah. I think it was that too. I think like in some sense time heals all wounds and like we'll have a new normal and we'll just get used to it. But I, I totally agree. It's something to like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Think about. 
in preparation for DKs, I rewatched the the good seasons of The Walking Dead, and uh, there would be scenes where they'd be like talking about the old days and everything. I was like, "Fuck, that's us now." Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Or like, we'll, we'll I'll be watching a show now with my roommates, and like, there'll be a party scene, and we're like, "That nah, couldn't happen because of COVID." Like, like you always do that now. And like, I was watching a movie from like the 1950s for my cinema class. And they seemed like they hugged her. I was like, and then my, in my head, I was like, oh, you can't do that. I was like, yes, they can. They don't have to worry about this shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> so my brain is like hardwired now. Now to like hugging? No, can't do that. Handshakes? No. It's, it's so weird. And I remember this. I mean, it, it still sucks, but like it really fucking sucked in the beginning. But then, kind of like I said, it's, it's the new normal. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, we, we have to adapt. We get like, it's nice that we can all be in separate states, separate locations, and like have a table read, shoot a trailer on Zoom. Um, but the, like, I don't know, it kind of takes away like the in-person spark. Mm-hmm. In a sense, or at least like we're doing something. Did you see like they did some play, like a table read version of it, and they posted it, it was like Morgan Freeman was the like narrator, and it was like all these like actresses oh. and actors that you know, like Jennifer Aniston. Anyway, everyone was like doing a table read of this play or whatever they were doing. It was it was good. It was like a regular table read. But the only person who fucking balls the wall committed was Shia LaBeouf, and he like his character like apparently they were playing like the play was set in high school, and his character was like the the troublemaker like stoner guy that was always late, and so he like fully came to the Zoom like cross like smoking a joint, and then like was just so committed and like 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 sweating and like come on come on man and like everybody else was like doing their reading and like laughing at him because he was so fun to watch and so mm-hmm. i think that like on zoom when you see someone like commit to it as they would in person like you're like okay that is what like makes it worth it yeah definitely and we had to do like for our second semester acting we had to do like monologues over zoom or whatever mm-hmm. and he said it wasn't mandatory but we could add movements to it and everything and I know it like acting over Zoom really fucked a lot of people up. But for me, I just saw it as like another camera. And that's what I'm used to, you know? So it's okay, this is business as usual. And so I kind of, you know, I set up my angles and everything, had my scene ready, and I did my shit. And I, I didn't feel weird doing it because acting on camera is what I'm used to. And, and it, in the same sense, like self tapes are a skill. Like mm-hmm. we have to know that. Definitely. How to do that effectively. And uh, this, like de- definitely the online platform isn't prefer- our pre- preferred, but it's like, we can work with it at least, you know? Um, like, and I guess we could talk about this as soon as like, we're recording, but there's something I might approach you about, about recording something and sending it in or something I'm working on yeah. um, in regards to Hayden Harvey. So but yeah, I think about wrapping up here, I just have one final question. Um, what overall, what are your expectations for this show? Mm. I got to be like filming or like public awareness. I expect different things for different things. So for production, I expect it to be a lot of hard work and I'm sure we're going to be shooting really late into the night, but I also feel like it's going to be really fun and we're like, you know, gonna like be wired on Red Bull and coffee and and having fun together. So that's what I expect for the production. All the editing's on your shoulders. So thank God I don't have to get involved with that. 
but post-production when it's released i expect hype i want to i want to hype it up um i'm making it a tiktok reappearance this weekend so i'm trying to like i had like very very small following on that that i'm trying to like build up now because it's just like that's what you can do and honestly like that's probably in the future why i would get cast for something because like you're like social notoriety and like number of followers like literally how people get cast now so i would like to like build that base up and by the time that hayden's fully done and the season is released i would like to promote it on that and have it like blow up that'd be the ideal yeah ideal world because i think th- this show definitely has so much potential to be huge it's Agreed. my understanding i don't think there's really ever been anything done like this at our school at least i don't think so like there hasn't been like a long-running show there's another the scale yeah based at like USC. The- that's not like Trojan talks or whatever, like the news anchor thing. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I'm a big fan of just series is in general because I feel <laughs> like there isn't ample amount of time to really get to know a character in just one movie, you know? And I'm, I, as a viewer, I really like being able to see these characters grow over time. So like when I watch shows where it's like, the like the Simpsons method of like the character just doing the same dumb shit every episode and not really growing. That's when I kind of check out because mm-hmm. I like to see that growth and how these characters change and evolve over time. And so that's why I opted to have this be a series. Cause I know I had talks with Grant at some point where he's like, we should just do this as a movie. I'm like, we could, but I think it'd, it'd be, it'd be more consumable cut up into chunks, you know? Agreed. And I think, even more consumable promoting it with even smaller chunks like i think that like if we can cut down like the bits of like the comedy and like post like literally less than 10 seconds on tiktok like that's what's gonna gain the notoriety because we have such a short attention span like people aren't gonna watch a whole 20 minute episode like they're just yeah. they have they have a two second attention span so you have to like get like catch it really quick yeah so maybe at some point in the future we could have like a meeting and like advertisement and everything a hundred percent yeah um will you have my 32k something at your disposal hell yes because mm-hmm. everyone has their own like decent followings on like instagram and everything mm-hmm. so we can really use that to promote this show and yeah. i get it's like not it's like not a double-edged sword but it's like by hyping up this show not only is like my channel also getting hyped up but like your guys you guys as actors and everything oh yeah and so it's like it's beneficial for all parties really well we're making it because we want it to be consumed we want it to be watched mm-hmm. like i want it to reach as many people as possible yeah oh and then i had a question for you this is totally literally not on hey Harvey at all have you seen euphoria not yet it's literally like i you know what it's mid that's your homework my homework okay. that show i've seen three times through now and i cry every time it is so beautifully done. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it, we can talk about it once you see it, is the lighting design. It is the most well-designed show I've ever seen. I have seen that. I like yeah, like, and, everything. and the lighting and sound design just, like, hits different. And mm-hmm. it is so beautiful. And they, like, really don't give a fuck about, like, tradition. And so, like, they'll have a scene where, like, Rue is, like, 
investigating if her friend is like sleeping with somebody and like they'll like let her be a detective and like have a whole like detective skit do you know what i mean where like they understand like they're acknowledging that like they're in a show but they're not like totally breaking they're not breaking character that they're like playing yeah. a, a character within a character if that makes sense and it's so funny and just like and like how they change the lighting and i love it and i want you to watch all eight episodes before we film it's funny how you mentioned lighting when recently i was able to get get these which are studio lights Woo! so production is set up i also have different um slides for different colors and everything because i also want this to be visually pleasing you know agreed i just don't want it to be a bunch of fuckers just sitting in a college dorm bullshitting around like but that was the last part i want to say about yeah. euphoria sans lights is that <laughs> it really i think represents high school drama accurately to some extent of like drug use and like sexual promiscuity and stuff like that and so i think that if we just understand that as like having already been published and like been so related to as an eight episode series now that we're going to be an eight episode series just like taking note of like okay this worked for them like the having cool new music like really worked for them like that is part of why they blew up they had amazing like score from labyrinth and part of it is like having Zendaya and part of it is having a great lighting design and costume design and like story. Mm -hmm. But I think that to me set a new trend for how high school will be depicted of mm -hmm. like some high schoolers might do Molly. Some high schoolers are probably having sex, boys and girls. Like it's, that just happens. Like that's a factor oh, yeah. of life. But then for college of like what we can or can't include or allude to in Hayden Harvey of like the real shit they would be pulling kind of outside of the plot of like the, the what's like the vigilante like huntress stuff going on of like mm -hmm. okay if they were at college part like partying right now and like existing with each other like what would they want to be doing yeah and i think we actually have a good balance of that because agreed but I, I don't want the party scene cut that is my one request i want the party scene so bad i'm going to try my damnedest to make sure that it doesn't it'll be okay. like say we film in spring it'll be very hard to shoot that because i I, yeah. I like it i love the party episode because of other elements we can't really talk about on this right now but it's just so good and it kind of shows it shows the human side of everyone and definitely because at that there is kind of like a can i i could talk about this i'm and if i don't like it later yeah. um there is kind of like a break from the huntress about halfway through the season where they're like okay now let's do, <laughs> let's do college shit. And that was one of my favorite episodes to write in season one. Um, so funny. And the table read we did for it was great. And I really, it just also would so happen. Like Avery would mm -hmm. so throw a birthday party for him and then he would hate. Like, <laughs> um, and I've like literally after writing it, I was like, okay, how are we going to shoot this? And like, I, I fully know how we're going to shoot it and it's going to be completely like eerie and almost awkward because what we're going to do is obviously for a party scene kind of have a lot got to have a lot of people there we're literally going to have everyone be silent except those who are speaking in the scene oh my god and so we're going to have everyone like doing like the mouth like if you mouth pineapple over and over like you're actually talking yeah have, have people doing that and then we're going to record all the lines with like the main characters and everything. And then for like five minutes straight, we'll just have everyone just talk and dick around. 
and then I'll add that at, in over everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so hard to capture audio from people while there's all that um, background noise and everything. And also, like, what's the song? Like, the sound for that will be interesting, but, like, the song in the background and the people in the background, like, it's so, it's so much to think about. I'll probably, I don't know. They're, so, I guess kind of going back, talking about music and everything, as of right now, it sounds like my good buddy Alex Shaw will be doing the score for the show. We will have an original score and he knows, and I know quite a few um, musicians and everything and songwriters and whatnot. So I'll probably talk to one of them, see if we can't use one of their songs for that. So we could also promote USC musicians and everything in that episode. And it's just going to be cool. I'm really excited. We should use, we should use, um, I'm friends with them. Tommy and I were talking about it. He did the, he did like produce their concert series, but Tippy and Ellie Williams, we should yeah. have their original music in the show. That'd be sick. Cause then like they could promote it. We could promote it and all that yeah. stuff. Cause you have like those two, Maddie, Cordelia. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. It's like insane. And so, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We have oh, time to figure that out, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, so hopefully right. we will be shooting. Um, we will. Don't say hopefully. When we shoot. I mean, I mean, I know we're shooting, but hopefully we could be shooting when we can go back in the spring. Agreed. I'll tell you this now. It is going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be stressful as shit. And we're going to be going hard for like, obviously I'm not like, skip class for filming. Like, <laughs> when you're not in class, we might just... I'll skip class regularly. <laughs> so it's going to be insane filming process but i am so excited the cast is amazing and i'm it's gonna be so fucking cool to see everyone mesh and bring these characters to life in this show and i'm so Uh excited that we have a head on our body that knows where we're going thank you for being a great director and creator and all that jazz oh shucks you (laughs) yo yo i know you so yeah i'm all out of questions do you have anything left for me uh, what's your favorite color? I didn't answer that. No, oh, I watched the, the Zoom teaser and I realized I never answered that question. Black is my favorite color. Okay. Honest to God, like, I guess we could always talk about this. I, I know this podcast is like going over right now, but um, each character has been assigned a color that they will wear throughout the duration of the show. Yeah, Clark's yeah. is red, Avery's is blue, Royce's is green, yours is black. Um, Tommy's is white, which is why he brought out the shirt. I'm going to wear this for the rest of my life. Um, and, I'm, and I think me and Grant talked about I love, that. I love, he was, this is my favorite type of mustard or whatever. Dijon. <laughs> I think Grant so and I talk, we talked about this. We think that's, that shirt's going to be his wardrobe for the entire show. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like he never <laughs> changed. Yeah. yeah. And so, but yeah, everyone has their own color. And so I'd I, love for that to be his wardrobe, but he always has like a different hat on. Like, you're like, how are you not changing your shirt? Like, you're wearing like a different hat. Like, what you... The helmet and the COVID pre yes. helmet. That was so fucking funny. Um, so, I, I, Clark said his favorite color is red. I would probably say my favorite color is like burgundy. I don't know. Hmm. That was what my, my um, senior year prom suit was. It was all burgundy. Oozing sex appeal. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess out of questions. So, all right, Mia Moore, it was great to see your face. Yep, yours too. Thanks for being on the show. Hope to see you soon with the others. Definitely. And thank you all for listening. Um, hope to see you on the next one. Peace, everybody.